Well, thank you, band. It's great to be able to worship together this morning. And uh, good morning and welcome, everyone. So we are continuing with our theme of Attitudes of the Heart for the month of May. And I'd like you to turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 and have them open and ready. And it's been great to be able to work through the harmony of the Gospels. We're learning more about Jesus, what it is to be a disciple, and particularly over this month, uh, the attitude uh, that we have to what Jesus was saying, even to his disciples back then and, and saying to us here today. So we're going to read together from Luke chapter 10. And this passage is Jesus sends out the 72. So I've actually called my sermon for today the sent ones. This passage looks at uh, verse 1 through to 24, but uh, for the sake of time, we're just going to read parts of that. So we'll start off with verse 1 together. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them out two by two, ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs amongst wolves. So we'll just talk about that first group of scriptures there. And at the time of Jesus' birth, the entire population of the world was just 300 million people, which is smaller than the USA today. About 45 million of those people, including Jesus himself, lived in the Roman Empire. So the, the borders of the Roman Empire in Jesus' time stretched from modern-day Portugal into the west, uh, to the Turkey, into the east. Now, when you think about that, 45 million people in that area, Jesus sent out the 12 disciples, which he'd done the previous chapter, in Luke chapter 9. Then he sends out the 72. At the end of Jesus' ministry, he appears to 500 believers. And then after his resurrection and he'd gone to heaven, and that the believers are waiting at the day of Pentecost, so it was 120. So when you think about the incredible ministry that Jesus had, it was still a very small proportion of believers compared to the population of that time. And we know that into the book of Acts, when the church was persecuted and scattered and it really started to grow, 3,000 were added the day that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, and so on and so on and so on. He ends that little passage there with that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And there seems to always be more workers needed to go out into the harvest, to go out and be the sent ones, to go and share the love of Christ, to go and talk about the experience that they've had with God and how that can relate to other people. But he says this, this interesting statement. He says, Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. To me, that's sort of like preparing them for don't be surprised if you 
get a bit of opposition, if you get a bit of rejection, if you get a bit of persecution. And I think that nothing much has changed for us today as we go out and talk about the love of Jesus with people sometimes. Then he goes on for the next few verses and he, and he talks about specific things that relate to them going into towns and where they were to stay and so on. And then if we jump down to verse 11, there's a little interesting couple of scriptures there. He says that even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near and I tell you it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. So you've got the disciples going out, the 72, and sharing the love of Jesus. The trouble is that a lot of towns rejected that. A lot of towns didn't want to know about that. And he's making the point here that at the end time, there will be a judgment. And if only those towns had repented, if only they had turned away from their sin. Unfortunately, some of those towns didn't, and, and we know what happened to Sodom. But then on the flip side, you think about uh, when Jonah went to preach to Nineveh, and the town did repent, and all those people of that great city of Nineveh were saved. Only God knows what happens in a man's heart. So whether it was the 72 being sent out and the conversations that they were having with people, or whether it's us today, only God knows. Sometimes we can feel a bit rejected or a bit like we missed the mark or God wasn't in that or people just switched off and were totally uninterested. But you never know what seeds are sown. You never know what is happening in someone's heart. They say that a person needs to hear the gospel seven times before they respond. So when you're sharing or you get that opportunity with a friend or maybe someone at work, maybe someone at your school, and maybe you don't think it goes that well. You never know what God is stirring in people's hearts. You never know what the Holy Spirit is doing, what is using your words or those conversations that you've had. So don't just write it off sometimes as it didn't work. Today the population has increased to around 7.7 .7 billion. And they're saying that 2.4 billion of the world say that they are Christian. So if you put that into context, there's still a massive harvest field. There's still not enough workers. We still need to be going out just like the 72 did back then. They went out and prepared the way for the towns that Jesus was coming to. And if you think about that in, in the context of us today, as we go out and we share the love of Jesus and we talk about the things that he's done and witness to other people, it's like we are preparing the way for a great end time outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the earth. So there's been many prophecies about a great end time outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
So this is an exciting time that we are living in because I will pour out my spirit in the last days, says the Lord. And we have this wonderful opportunity to be Jesus' hands and feet and to be preparing the way for a great outpouring to come. You know, sadly, tragedies still happen and they happen all around the world every day. And life can be taken just like that. So if you're watching today, I encourage you, do not put off till tomorrow what you can do today. If Jesus is stirring your heart, maybe you've been on a, on a journey, on a search to fulfill that void in your life that really only he can fulfill. I encourage you, today is a day of salvation. Do not put it off because we never know what tomorrow may bring. As we jump down a little bit to verse 17, it says that the 72 returned with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus replied to that. And comes back in verse 20 and says, However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What an interesting response. Recently, we had a phone call and myself and, and another staff member went to visit a person at their house. So what had happened is, is they had had this, this demonic dream like this demonic creature attacking them and they actually woke up in the morning and had scratches all over their face and very disturbed about it and so so we went around there and and we just prayed for that person we prayed a real peace and a real calm upon their life we explained about uh, sometimes there can be demonic attack or even knowingly or unknowingly sometimes we can open ourselves up to to demonic world and occult and things like that so we we had a good conversation and explained that and we prayed and we broke that thing off rebuked it in the name of jesus we went around prayed around the property and the brilliant thing about that is that demons tremble at the name of jesus and that person did not have another dream the fear and the anxiety and everything like that left and they're sleeping well so there's power in the name of jesus and demons submit to that name and that should be part of of our christian walk is knowing the authority that we have over the demonic realm that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world yet jesus is saying you know don't rejoice over that don't get prideful or or puffed up about that because really we're just walking in the power and the authority that he gives us but he's saying to us rejoice about having your names written in the lamb's book of life jesus he just brings the focus back onto what is important and what is the major thing so right now i'm gonna ask you to to grab your communion emblems. If you've got the biscuit and the juice there. And I just want to pray for you this morning. 
because communion is all about a time when we remember what Jesus has done for us. The authority that he's given and the difference that that has made for our life. So let's hold our emblems together as we pray. Jesus, I thank you of what you did. That you became sin for us when you hung on that cross. And you died and yet you rose again and you conquered sin and death. You conquered it and you took the sting out of it and you have set us free. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer in bondage. We no longer have to live enslaved to that thing or under demonic oppression, Lord, because you set us free for all that and you've given us the tools and the power and the authority in your name. And that is all available because of what you have done for us. So today... We eat and we drink together, remembering and being thankful, God, that you sent your son Jesus and what he has done for us. And he's given us new hope and new life and new purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So let's eat and drink together in remembrance of Jesus. Scripture goes on and ends in verse 24, that, that passage. And Jesus says to his disciples, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. And I just think today, 2,000 years on, to be a disciple of Jesus should be we should be seeing things that people long to see and it's just an exciting time and it doesn't matter what's going on in the world around about us but as we continue to press in as we continue to to understand what it is to go deeper in a relationship with jesus what it is to be a disciple a true disciple of his and what that looks like and the outworking of that every day in our attitudes so i think about jesus's attitude Jesus came because he had an attitude of love. He came not to condemn, but to seek and to save the lost. Because his love for people was so great. You see, people need to be reached. And while he was on this earth, he used man to help fulfill that commission. Because he sent out the 12, he sent out the 72. And then when he left, he empowered people through the Holy Spirit to continue on the work of the Great Commission that he had started. So that's Jesus' attitude. It's all about people. It's all about love. It's all about reaching and saving. But what about our attitude? Well, I think we need to be humble. We need to understand that because of what he's done for us, the authority that we walk in, but it's only because of him. It's not to do with us. So we should not be proud or puffed up. But to go out in that humility 
and to go out with his heart, which is a heart of love, to continue to reach people for him. You know, the world will come to an end, but first the gospel must be preached to every nation. And you and I have the privilege of being part of that. So as I close today, I just want to encourage you that just as the 72 were sent out, let's us be people that are sent out into our neighbourhoods, into our workplaces, into the, the circle of people that we mix with. And by the power of the Holy Spirit and his leading and guiding in our lives, I pray that even this week, as you focus in on that, that there would be conversations, that there would be seeds sown, that you can say and speak and sow into people's lives. And only God knows what work that is doing on in the hearts of men. Often we don't get to, to see the end result, but be faithful in doing good. Let's pray. Father, I just pray for everyone that's watching this today. Lord, I thank you for those that know you, that are going on this journey of becoming more like you, growing in their faith and, and becoming, uh, uh, having a greater understanding of what it is to be a true disciple, what it is to have the attitude of Jesus. And Lord, for those that are searching today, Lord, I pray that every one of them would come to an understanding that Jesus you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through you. And today, Lord, I pray that you would just move upon people's hearts right where they are, if they're watching from their lounge room, wherever they are, and you would move and you would meet them, have a visitation with them. May they have an encounter with you that would change their life forever. And we thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, the band's going to come back. We're going to close with, with one more song. And I encourage you while we're singing that, is that, if you have a need, if you need healing in your body or maybe a financial need or you just need the Lord to come in and, and just move in your situation, I encourage you to just reach out to him as we sing this last song. And if, if you've responded in your heart or you'd like to know any more information about the church, then please get in contact with us through our website. So God bless you and uh, have a great week and looking forward to getting together again next Sunday.